Welcome to the Rolling Stones Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British invasion, hosted by your own bad boys. It's Pete. And PJ. Damn. It's... Wow. You'll probably hear at the end of the episode, uh, in our little uh, post credit scenes, but um, that was a rough start. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. It took us a good four minutes to think of what the song was that we, we would play yeah we tried i could only think of pink floyd songs i forgot yeah. what rolling stone songs were i forgot that the rolling stones even existed i'm so yeah. into pink floyd right now mm-hmm. i'm honestly elbow deep in pink floyd interesting wait so what is that like are you planking because if you're planking and you're elbow deep that's like a standing inch of water that's not very yeah. much i guess i just meant in standing, terms of an arm Oh, I see. Like your yeah. arm up a cow's, you know, you trying to help birth a calf. I, I don't do blue comedy anymore, Pete. I do, um, I do blue and lonesome comedy. Uh, everyone, what was the last Rolling Stone studs album that came out? Yeah, Blue and Lonesome. Is that right? Um, really listening to that album made me feel blue and lonesome. <laughs> do more. Do more. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, so blue and lonesome. So I was sitting there feeling blue and lonesome, right? And then, mm-hmm, yeah. And then I thought, oh, let me just turn on this album because maybe a little bit of harmonica will perk me up. But nope, just made me feel more blue and lonesome. <laughs> he did it. He doesn't miss. I don't have tags, but I got the jokes. <laughs> I can't remember any song titles or anything. So <laughs> from blue and lonesome, I don't think so. they can remember song titles from blue and lonesome. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they can. I don't know if they can remember a lot outside of their That's set true. list. Yeah. <laughs> Even that, I think they probably have a teleprompter for. They, so people, like, the chip in the bloodstream, people think is fake. It And, I mean, it is, like, governments aren't giving it to us. But the Rolling Stones have gotten the chip into their bloodstream just so that they it like runs straight into their brain what the next song is because otherwise they can't really read anymore they can't remember no. well they, they can need, never read they need the, yeah <laughs> they need the chip so um i think the rolling stones did have a big controversy in like 2006 i want to say okay. where they had a teleprompter but it wasn't for the set list or their lyrics they knew both of those but they would never remember what city they were in so it was a teleprompter oh, really funny. that just said the name of the city yeah. on it so that they could be like, we love you, New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, um, I thought I it was going to be... about that. I thought it was going to be for the stage pattern, which would be <laughs> really fantastic. Uh, maybe. Um, I was just trying to think of what else. You know what? I actually... I have no problem with that. Um, I was it makes thinking... Sense. I went to a show uh, somewhat recently, uh, The Arctic Monkeys. Oh. Although, technically, like the Rolling Stones, no the. It's just Arctic Monkeys and just Rolling Stones. Um, although it's confusing, because in wait. Apple Music, it's the Rolling Stones. So Yes. It's so confusing. But it's technically just Rolling Stones. We talked no, about not. this on the show. Yeah. On like, the cover of this album, it says the Rolling Stones. Yeah, but it should be just Rolling Stones. I think you're up. thinking of the band Eagles. I'm definitely thinking of them pretty much all the time. But anyway, yeah. I went to a... Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I really thought we talked about I that. I think you did are. We, I, did we talk about that and I thought it was right and then learned I was wrong? And then, I'm sure we've had this exact conversation probably conversation. four years ago. Right. But um, 
we we did somewhat recently talk about how it is not the Eagles, it is Eagles, yeah, which is true. the most annoying one, I think. Yeah, because no one would ever say Eagles. Yeah. We're going to see Eagles. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Anyway, so I saw the Arctic Monkeys, and um, I don't know why this was making me think of it. I guess just anyone on tour could be making me think about this, but... It is very much just like, oh, it's a, like, what if a band just didn't acknowledge what city they were in? People would still be able to woo. It was very, it's just very weird to be like, if you've been there before and you like have something specific to say, great, awesome. But just to be like, hello, Portland, woo, after like the second song and then that's it where it's like, that's no, no one, it doesn't You know, the best thing that I ever saw happen was... I saw Tyler Childers in Lexington, um, Kentucky. Okay. And uh, he, for, I don't know, he's, like, from around there, too, and he lived in Lexington for, like, years, and I think he released his first album when he was in Lexington. So he has, like, a history with the city. Did not acknowledge it for, like, the first hour and a half. And then he was like, yeah, when I was, like, driving my car just up the road here and that got fucking everybody they're like yeah he yeah. did it but like he didn't say you like hello lexington here. or like he yeah. wasn't like you know born and bred kentucky you know it was just like he did not acknowledge it which i was like that's funny if yeah. especially if you're like from there to just not do it if at you're all actually yeah yeah <laughs> i kind of love it i mean i think it's uh that shit is so pandering so i appreciate yeah. someone breaking it up a little bit yeah um yeah are you much of an arctic monkeys fan pj you know i have never ever listened to them okay i will go into zero detail about this concert then because it won't matter to you at all (laughs) i mean you can i'm sure our listeners would um (laughs) like it I don't know. I guess. Oh, hey, don't you have? Do you have a theme song for PJ's TikTok corner or whatever that <laughs> segment used to be that we used to do occasionally on Twenty Seven Club? Or was the it the Gen X corner? Was it? What's, I don't remember. Or Gen Z. What we I don't call know. It you all. used to talk about TikTok or something about social media. I don't remember. Fucking a. Um, if we can we remember, can make it, it the song funny. Hackney Diamonds. <laughs> um. Just the only real thing, I guess, that is interesting is that apparently, and we've talked about this before, because uh, I'm not on TikTok, and so do not understand that songs go viral on it, but apparently yeah. the Arctic Monkeys have like two or three viral TikTok songs, and so there were a lot, and I'm saying like maybe a third of the crowd under 15 years old, and screaming to hear like album cuts from 2006 that yes. got big on TikTok a year ago. And it was so, wild. It was very strange because they're all like 45 years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what what songs were they? Uh, one of them was a song called 505, which is absolutely like a kind of deep album cut. Like I was like, why are they playing this at all? And then people were going apeshit for it. It was strange. Um, I forget the other one off the top of my head. That was the that was the biggest one or the biggest so, surprise. This is, I mean, that's what happened at the Tyler Childers concert too, is there were a oh, lot yeah. of people who like, only knew three songs and he didn't play two of the three songs that they know right and it was like yeah like a lot of 15 year olds because i think he blew up on tiktok for a while yeah. but 
I've wondered this because there's a pavement song. Mm. I like pavement, and I try not yeah. to get the, spread the word on that too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes against your image. Yeah. Um, but I really love pavement. Guy. Exactly. Who doesn't love good Sod. grass? Got to touch yeah. the dirt, you know. Get it under your fingernails. I've always said that. Um, but the song Harness Your Hopes, which was on an album of B-sides, I think. Mm. Like, it was just yeah. a throwaway song that they recorded anyway. Like, went viral on TikTok. Yeah. And so, and, like, this was, like, during COVID. So then, like, a song that they never played live that weirdly went viral, they, like, had to start playing at concerts. Yeah. Which is bizarre. That's exactly like, how this one was, where it's, like, they yeah. would they would quite literally never play it. I mean, they, they might, but only if they were doing, like, only an oldies show or something, you know. Yeah. But in, you know, six albums in or whatever, there's no reason for them to pull it out. It's so strange. Um, it was really strange. I will say, though, the Arctic Monkeys, at least the people around me who seemed way too young to be into them, knew a lot more songs than just the one. So in that That's way, good. I was kind of happy. I mean, mostly just because Arctic Monkeys are fucking great. So, uh, What's their big hit? Uh, do I want to... N- no, no, no. Um, Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High? That's definitely their biggest song. I don't, I don't even think I've heard that. Why'd you only call me when you're high, high? It got that one got really big nope. on social media back then, which basically just meant that like a lot of like girls with guitars covered it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Okay. No, I totally know exactly. Like, what you mean. like in that way, it got big, where like people would share videos on Facebook about it, as opposed to like TikTok things being right. soundtracked by it. But I, I think it's still really big, actually. Like I do think that's still a song that's just big on the internet. I have this weird blind spot. Uh, from music from like certain years where I was like getting into music but I, at the time I was getting into like classic rock so right. like I want to say in like third grade so like 2003 is when I really like didn't really I mean before that I didn't care about new music because I was in third grade um, but I started to get into like classic rock around that time right. and then like I was kind of like poo-pooing everything that came out like after the 70s basically right um, sure. And so, as a, from like as a fifth grader, a white boy fifth grader is one. Exactly. To do. Yeah, but like from you know that age until like maybe mid high school. Yeah. So like, there's probably a ten year period that I is just a huge blind spot for music for me, um, where like I just wasn't listening to new music or anything that was coming out. I just knew like I like classic rock, and then. Late high school, I started to listen to some new new music, and I've been like, you know, since then, yeah. listen, started to pay attention to new music. But yeah, there's like it, Arctic Monkeys are certainly in that blind spot of like I never listened to them, or like yeah. the Black well, Keys. Even like yeah. I thought they were much later because I started listening mm. to them much later than they came out. Right. You know. Yeah, because they were kind of over the hill by the time you would have started listening to new music. Like their last kind of generally. I feel like acclaimed album came out in like 2011, maybe 2010. I remember whenever, one, whenever Lonely, the Lonely Boy one came out. Yeah, what's the one after that? Because I like the one that after one. that. I think is the Blue something one with the Turn really, Blue. Yeah, Turn, Turn Blue, Blue was which the is first solid. One. You got me onto that. Yeah. Um, like that's a and solid album. So then album, I started listening, to but it was kind of after I think Society moved on. From okay. Them, so. See that for me, I was like, that must be their third album. Yeah. Like at the time, I was like, they're doing good, and I really love that album. Um, funny thing about the Black Keys is that I was super into them in high school after like Brothers came out and that was huge. Yeah. 
and it took me a few years before realizing that they were their first album came out in like 2001 or something i really yeah. truly did not know they were that they had been around for that long I they, they sound had, newer than that i for also sure. thought they had started like a few years ago you know yeah. i would have guessed they started in like 2011 or something yeah 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 i don't know which is i mean i just didn't know about them but yeah i, I think, think they, they were even... pretty underground until brothers like i think right. the first couple albums for sure i think were like back in the days when you could have regional hits like i think they were like in that area of ohio and stuff people loved them but outside of yeah. like hardcore music fans they didn't really they weren't that big yeah that's interesting i don't know it is interesting. anyway so speaking of new music kind of <laughs> the, the Rolling Stones released an album. Yeah, so we're back with the Rolling Stones. Welcome hits. to our special edition. This is after the fact. I think I think we made a joke at the end of the Rolling Stones studs that like we're never gonna be back unless you know something crazy happens. And you know what? Something crazy did happen. One of yeah. their members died, and so they got inspired to write new music, just like they always do. Yeah. That's Turns out that's thing. a weird thing for the Rolling Stones, yeah. Somebody left or died, and they were like, well, we should make an album, right? Yeah. Now that we're making 100% of the royalty exactly. to do <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. Did we ever, I forget, and I'm not going to go look in the notes, but did Ronnie Wood ever become a full member? He did in like 2012 yeah, or something okay. insane. So they are happy now, though, that it's still, it's yeah. back down to three ways. So then, yeah, maybe yeah. Keith are really like, okay, now we can put the album out. Oh, I'm sure they don't split royalties with that bitch. I think I thought that was the whole thing about being an official member or not is that like the unofficial ones or like I forget what they called them but you mm-hmm. know like Mick and Ronnie before were that they didn't get full cuts. Right. I mean, yeah, little I Mick thought, didn't for sure but, ever. Cuz I would assume the four original guys as long as they were all in the band got like a fair four-way yeah. cut. Yeah. Yeah. That's always been my assumption. Maybe maybe that is the distinction between being a member and a non-member. Because I feel like, honestly, I feel like, and Charlie that's why they Bill fucked Ronnie over. That would make have, sense, actually. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. Charlie and Bill wouldn't have stuck around that long if they weren't getting equal yeah. cuts. Honestly, they seem like they have too much. Well, at least Charlie seems like and he has too much self-respect for that. Remind, yeah, truly, is Bill Wyman's Bill Wyman's not in the band. No, I had to re-familiar, uh, no re-familiarize myself with this. Technically, no bassist in the band. They tour with someone. I'm sure. I don't know who. On the so now, album, it's just uh keith and ronnie are credited with bass except that makes sense bill does show up for one song he was apparently invited back to the fold yeah even after he married a baby well and i guess i think they were feeling sorry for him because his restaurant closed down during covid so they were like all right fuck you can come back and record a song you'll get a few pennies from spotify and get back on your feet i mean he's got that telescope business (laughs) that's right forgot about that um i was thinking though re charlie's death for some reason it was making me think about clarence clemens death i don't know why just the most recent maybe you know classic rock guy to die yeah um and then i was thinking because bruce springsteen put out an album like kind of right after he died in a weird way where i don't listen to bruce springsteen so i have no idea but i was wondering like do you think there's saxophone on that album because it seems kind of mean you know disrespectful to put to get a new saxophone player Especially because I mean, it's not an essential instrument. That's what all. I was going to say, yeah. But then I it mean, made me think it would be really funny if the Rolling Stones were like, no drums, <laughs> we got to respect <laughs> Charlie. 
And then I decided that it should just be a rule that if band members die, you can't replace their instrument. Can't replace in them. The band. That would rule so much. Bands would have a lot better lifestyle. I mean, ACDC would, would just have had to be an Nick. instrumental band. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, no bagpipes. <laughs> yeah, it would just be Keith, Keith and Mick. That's right, because they never would have replaced Brian. Damn. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> they would probably still be touring. They probably wouldn't still be putting out shitty albums so that yeah the world might hey. be a better place although we wouldn't have all little mix genius so that's true he's so good dude he is so good i think he's uh, up to do you think mix still alive i think we've hilariously sure we've looked, him up looked before, this up for sure um yeah he's still alive according to wikipedia so i don't know if i can believe it oh what's his nationality his oh, ethnic yeah. background english guitarist of course okay there we go he was born to a working class family Oh, okay. oh, but so, usually the thing that is the best is that they always do their parents, like what their parents' nationality is. But um, a Hungarian. They Jew. don't. They don't actually for him, which is crazy. Yeah. Some white people they don't. If somebody's even a little bit like tan, it'll be on there because I'm sure so many people have Googled it. Like, yeah, is Pete Davidson a black man? And then they go to Wikipedia, and it's like. Two, two white parents. Interesting. Um, I don't know if we knew this about Mick Taylor, but apparently he got his break when John Mile and the Blues Breakers needed a guitar player because Peter Green quit to go make to go start Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I okay, I forgot that. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so it'd be funny if they couldn't <laughs> replace Charlie, but they did, yeah. of course, and you know, made a new album. And Do you think they'll so throw a at stack what on point, his grave at some point? But we'll see. So in this, is it like when they got famous? Because like, would the Beatles still have to have mm, Pete Best and like that's a great question. Stuart Sutcliffe and. I think okay, so we're gonna do similarly bullshit rules like the Rolling or like the Hall of Fame, yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think you got to release three albums with the same lineup before so the Beatles would be counting. good yeah they made all their I'm albums saying. they're great yeah like you gotta yeah you gotta have the same lineup for three albums and so like if people are quitting or if someone dies yeah super fat which ACDC actually might make it under the wire with that rule I forget how many they did with their original guy it might have been two or three I don't know that much about ACDC literally because to me there was no change <laughs> yeah well, there wasn't. They sound... The same. They sound... Exa- Come Which, at us on Reddit, I assume, is where the ACDC people hang out. I don't know. Probably just Facebook, honestly. Yeah, maybe. ACDC seems like a Facebook band. Mostly because dads are the only people I know into ACDC. And the only people on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a... That Venn diagram is a circle. Boy, I bet the Rolling Stones Facebook does really well. Boy, I bet you know, their Facebook page is their number one social media. Probably. That and YouTube. I am in a um, discussion group about the Beach Boys that I was added to. It's called... Okay. Let me find it real quick. What does that mean? What's a discussion group? What do you mean? That's a thing on Facebook, I guess. Okay. Um, Man, that's changed a lot since I left. In 2017? It's called... The Beach Boys Appreciation Group. Um, Not related to the cover band no it absolutely is i'm oh, pretty yeah. sure they run it but um, was this an olive branch from wyatt after he fucked us i don't know how he fucked 
guess, but <laughs> I assume he did at some point. After he knows that we won the beef. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then fucked us. We're beef winners. We're winner winner beef dinners. Wyatt, if you here's we're beefing again. Um, because we did ask Hmm, should I do this on air? Is this a good idea? We did ask Wyatt to be on an episode of the Twenty Seven Club and he did not want to. Oh yeah. That's right. Um, that is why he fucked us. That yeah, is. that's why he fucked us. That's why we're beefing again. It's, However, actually, you can make up with the beef yeah. if you come on an episode of the Pink Floyd Fellows. There you go. He actually pulled his fans, and everyone was like, fuck no, you accidentally got us to listen to a few episodes of those guys yeah. last time? Don't do it again, buddy. Please God, don't. those guys are laughing. Yeah. I don't want that. I want yeah, dry so, information. Yeah, they're not dead serious about the band that is not a very serious band, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, and I got this from their Facebook page. The new drummer is Steve Jordan, uh, who played in Keith's side band, Expensive Winos. So he just moved over and now he gets, I assume, 2% of each. Um, boy, if he's lucky, (laughs) he probably only gets about a percent of the stones. He might get more of Expensive Winos. My guess is that he gets 2% of all touring costs or like touring, whatever, which is like, Still for the Stones, probably good. I mean, probably pretty good, yeah. Um, So, but, and what's wild is that I looked him up before this because I was not really aware of him. He looks super young. He's 66. So he is, I mean, he's 15 years younger than them, but. um, Well, does this mean we should move into our next uh, segment? Well, in in a moment, I was going to give a little background on Steve Jordan just so we we understand where he's coming from. Okay, okay. Um, So he has a very long music history. He started, apparently, as the SNL band drummer and ties into our our sister podcast, Fake Bands Real Music. He was the drummer for the Blues Brothers on their albums, but not the movie. So I don't know that he came up in our episode because we mostly talked about the movie. Yeah. and so, yeah, so that's kind of how he got his start. And then he did play some percussion on Dirty Work way back in the day, hmm. which I believe was our lost episode. So no one can go back and listen to us talking about Dirty Work. Not a damn And that person. also excuses the fact that I didn't know who Steve Jordan was until today. It does. We talked about it before, <laughs> and we knew who he was, we swear. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so that's his deal. And... Uh, so he shows up on this album a lot. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into our dual Rolling Stones um, segments, age check and hot or not. So let's start with an age check. Do we have a theme? Time waits for no one. <laughs> yeah. We're funny. We, you know what? When the material's this easy, the Rolling Stones make it easy, man. So did the Beach Boys. Pink Floyd's slightly less so, but... All right, let's get an age check on those boys. All right. Sorry, those grown men. Those Sir, old grown men. Yeah, Sir Michael Philip Jagger. Uh, still wild that that's his real name. Anyway, born, uh, um, as we all remember, 1943. So, you want to take a guess? It's pretty easy math. 80 years yeah. old. He is 80 years old. And you know what? Looks every day of it and more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, although he's nothing compared to his boy Keith Richards, uh, also known as Keith Richard, um, who was born 1943, but slightly later in the year. So can you take a guess as to his age? Well, 
79. He is 79 years old. Which yeah. is shocking to me, because I yeah. thought he was like years older than Mick. I mean, he looks 95 years old. He does look so much older than Mick. Um, a great detail, by the way, that we might have talked about in Blue and Lonesome, but maybe not, but I was catching myself up on stuff today. And around Blue and Lonesome, Keith had to like learn how to play guitar differently because of his arthritis. Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> the saddest shit I've ever heard. Like, I mean, I get that it's what you love, but maybe put it Just down, give it man. up, dude. Just like, yeah. yeah, find something else to do. You're anyway. already rich. Like, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so Ronnie Wood, born in 1947. Do you want to do that math? June 1947. Uh, 76? Yeah, 76 years old. And you know what? Still looks all that and a few years older. Yeah, he looks about the same as the other two. All of them. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being marginally younger, but, you know, if they look 95, he looks, like, 90. late 80s. Yeah, yeah, 90. Somewhere around there. So that's our age check. There's where the boys are at. Oh, and Steve Jordan's apparently 66, uh, which we will pay. We'll play two uh, rounds of Hot or Not, and we'll do one with Steve Jordan just so we can initiate the new member. All right, let's get Sounds him. good to me. Let me share these pictures with you. All right. God, you know what's crazy is that this song kind of fucking sucks, and it's still miles better than anything they've released in the <laughs> 21st century. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right, um, so let's do the first one with just the three. Yeah, what's our theme song for Hot or Not? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me look real quick. It's not Let's Spend the Night Together, but it'd be It funny. could be. Oh, I just want to make love to you, of course. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Okay. So this is Oof. the band playing 70 years ago? Is that true? <laughs> Almost? Yeah, they were all 10 years old. Disturbing. Oh, yeah, right. 60 years ago. All right, thank you. Um. Anyway, all right. So our first picture is just the three official members. The the thirty three. Or wait, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it's gonna be. Hmm. I'm gonna say forty percent, forty percent, and Ronnie's at twenty percent. I would I would agree, if not less. Yeah, it might be less, but I think back in the late seventies. Oh wait, no. But again, they didn't make him an official member until the two thousands. So yes. Yeah. I think it might be forty five, forty five, ten, even. Yeah. Or That's honestly, kinda... even it could be less. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was at five percent or less. They love money. They do love their money. I one review I read made the really good point. They made a joke about them having more special editions of the vinyl than a Taylor Swift album, but also just a really good point that it's like, oh yeah, this probably is just they really they could use some money after yeah. seven years since the album. Even though they do tour a lot. All right, so we got the three guys standing here in front of what looks like a black cloth backdrop. So they're doing a photo shoot. All yeah, right, let's... it's wrinkly too. Yeah, let's go left to right. That's how you know. Yeah, it looks like you walk into like a high school graduation photographer studio, and this is what you get. These men are almost billionaires, I would assume. They've got a lot of money, right? Yeah. Oh, what? I would assume they're all. They, they're they can't afford somebody to fucking steam their backdrop. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. All right, let's go left to right. So we got Ronald David Wood over there. No idea if that's his name. Um, mm, that sounds right. So he's look, he's standing. He's got a nice bright red corduroy western shirt on, which is a, a good shirt. I don't shirt. think it's corduroy. It's like velour. Oh, it's is it velour? shiny. Okay. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. So, yeah, Her nice western sweet. shirt with some pearl snaps and everything. 
Um, his hair is so dyed, it's ridiculous. It is a dark jet black. It is with crazy. no crazy. <laughs> Wild. And this is supposedly from this year, so. Um, you know what? I gotta say, I've never really liked Ron Ron Wood, and I, I know we've talked about both his, mm-hmm. his guitar playing and his looks on earlier episodes, but... I mean, I don't find him unattractive. I'm not going to sleep with him, but I'm not saying he's unattractive. I think it, the dyed hair is the thing that puts me off the most. If his hair was natural, I think I'd be a lot more. He's got a nice skin tone thing. for an old man, like yeah. olive complexion, particularly standing next to these two old fuckers. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. Yeah, Keith is dangerously pale, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, for how old he is, like, not bad. I think he I agree, looks. Not bad. I think he's always looked kind of old, though. He's like Rod Stewart, who like mm. is old now, but right. has always, for some reason, looked 50, 60 years old. I mean, kind of same with Mick and Keith. Kind of same with all these guys, actually. Everyone except, you know, Charlie, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, he's all right, though. I do like that he has his hand very seductively placed on Mick's shoulder. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Um, all right, so now let's move to the middle. A nice complimentary like robin's egg blue on mick's blazer there with yeah the red. it's a nice blazer on him it is it's a cool blazer he's got a cool good like, shirt blue pattern shirt underneath yeah. yeah um mick i assume is doing some sort of dyeing but he makes it look at least a, a little better, bit better dye job yes so much better it's more natural it's more yeah. he's got gray and white showing through um you know what his teeth are real that's good to know he's not wearing dentures <laughs> he Boy, I don't think I could ever bring myself to say anyone, you know, this old is attractive, but he's not hes not terrible looking. He's kind of a good looking old guy. He's 80 years old. Yeah. Just remember that. Yeah. Him and, like, he has aged so differently than Paul McCartney. I would say Paul McCartney's mm-hmm. still an attractive older man, but, like... Somewhat. In the last as few a, years, his jowls have sagged in a in a but but that's what i mean like as a grandpa i'm like you look good like okay yeah he's pulling off looking old and i just feel like mick jagger's different in that he's like he looks younger than he is but it's still kind of like it works for him i don't know yeah you know i will say for all three of these guys it's a little bit remarkable so i mean the keith blood transfusions are famous i'm sure they Mm -hmm. have a lot of stuff like that going on yeah but for how much they seem to be like wanting to be young and active and everything still it's unless they might just have really really good plastic surgeons but i'm kind of surprised one of the rolling stones didn't ever just like totally go overboard on plastic surgery that feels like a mick thing to do to me i'd be surprised if he did actually if any of them had plastic surgery they all look pretty natural to me stuff to yeah it's my guess like because they're super wrinkly but again i not as wrinkly as they could yeah like i would guess they've they've gotten some stuff here and there but nothing crazy but it's just kind of interesting yeah i mean they yeah none of them got that awful they were all rich and old in the 80s right in the 80s and like 90s when, when it seems like what, yeah. when plastic surgery sucked and now it looks awful right um yeah none of them did that. that is pretty surprising yeah i wonder if it helped that they always were sort of you know older ugly-ish yeah. guys so they never felt the need to like stay pretty you know totally. to some degree yeah even though like again at least make i think or maybe they were just yeah. already rich by the time plastic surgery was coming out at all and so they were like i'm rich i don't need to look good like yeah. i'm gonna get no yeah. booty all right so now we're moving on to keith he has 
I, I think it's just like a red silk button-up shirt, but the way it's draped kind of makes it look like a weird tunic thing, so I don't and know what's going on there. Or misbuttoned. Like, he yeah, like yeah, put one button too high, like, on the... Right. So, but, so he's got a, a big bare chest going on, and then a a leather jacket that looks like it was pre-distressed, for sure. I don't think yeah. that leather jacket is older than two or three years. No. Um, it's the youngest thing about this picture. But, yeah, leather biker jacket... <laughs> <laughs> it's the most recent piece of clothing any of them are wearing um and then he's got his trademark you know God. johnny depp bandana bandana with fedora a on, on top, top but yeah a sick it fedora. looks awful like it really looks awful the good for him thing, for not never dying his hair but yeah. like he could just wear the hat yeah well like. and i will say keith i respect he's gone fully white and you see pictures yeah. of him without a hat and it is full white so I respect that for sure. Oh, wow. He looks um, so much better without anything on his head, honestly. Yeah, agreed. The headband thing is weird, and it's also just weird how much he then has never taken it off. But um, I'm going to see if I can pinpoint. We'll keep talking, but I'm going to see if I can pinpoint the year he started always having something on his head. Ooh, I'm going to guess. I kind of feel like it was the 2000s, but I think it might have been. I'm going to guess 1991. He started okay, so, the headscarf thing. Uh, at the moment, in 1989, he okay. is wearing a headscarf, okay. but there's plenty of photos of him without the headscarf. So he's done it at least in 1989, though. That yeah. seems about 1990? Right that seems like when he... You might have pinpointed it exactly. Yeah. 1990, wearing the thing. Not all the pictures, though. Let's go 91. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no headscarf 91. Whoa, so he, he backed off. He thought it wasn't for him, and then he came back with a vengeance at some point, I assume. Let's see, 92? Nothing. Interesting. Close to nothing, I'll say. 93? See, so yeah, it was just a weird little fad. One of his grandkids was like, Grandpa Keith, you look great with this headscarf on you. Very in fashion. And then Papa. all the band all the bandmates made fun of him, so he quit wearing it. 94, it's back for a little bit. Right. Or like, not permanently, but like, it's he's wearing it sometimes. 95? Nothing again. Interesting. It's, it's like he keeps on. getting self-conscious about it. Right. Let's see. He keeps 96. His toe in the, yeah. 96, nothing. I think we He's, can all relate. We all have that look we want and then dip our toes in once in a while and then we're like, nah, it's too, it's too out there. I can't do it. I know. I just bought another Stetson Open Road and I don't I was know about, about to it say, still. I've owned my Stetson Open Road for like five years and I have never worn it more than a few hours at a time. And Yeah. I don't think I can, but. It's, I want to be able to, because everyone always looks so fucking cool who wears it, except me. I, I've, you know, I've come around on mine, but I bought one. I use, I have a straw one. Yeah. That looks good, and I just bought a felt one that I'm a little self-conscious about. Yeah. Honestly, I think the straw is the way to go, just because I feel like that look with a summery outfit works better than trying to do the felt totally. with, like, a winter outfit. I don't know. Yeah. There's less going on like that with just a short sleeve button up and some jeans is great all right and Definitely. then keith keith has his elbow up on mick on mick's shoulder so you know in this 2002 photo, nice all 2002 right. is when he that started my, wearing it you know forever. that was my original guess and then i jumped it back a decade because i was true. like i feel like i'm going to which there. you weren't necessarily wrong because yeah, yeah. like 1990 he was wearing it a lot just right. not all the time 91 never i wonder if it was wait when did the coconut fall on his head 
did he start wearing it exclusively after that <laughs> to hide the little bump? And then cool. he was like, or wait, was that in 91 and he needed it? Let's see. Oh, this is 2006 was when he got oh, bumped okay. on the head. So nothing to do with the headscarf. Damn yeah. it. I wonder if that's when the fedora came into play. Could Cause be. that's, I'm not super familiar with him rocking the fedora, honestly. That's like the last couple of years thing. Yeah. Like I think cause for a while, I mean, he was doing the headscarf for, probably 15 years yeah. and then i think he was doing the hat and now he's doing both for no reason right so in this photo i mean look i'm gonna be honest they're all knots but i'm gonna choose a hot just you know yeah. to to choose one and i think i'm gonna stick stay true to myself i think it's mick it's all i think it's, it's pretty mick. much always been mick for me and he takes the cake and you know what ronnie i just gotta say stop dyeing your hair and it could have been you mm-hmm. buddy could have been you. if you went gray and like like, if you look at Keith's hair now, yeah. it's, like, gray and curly, and it looks pretty nice. It does. It looks if, good. If he rocked that look. Natural hair always looks better than he'd look great. hair. Yeah. Or, like, the person we talked about who's in a Beach Boys cover band that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. He went gray hair. early. Beautiful hair. Yeah, Beautiful hair. All right. Let's anyway. go to the second photo. So this is a live photo because we wanted to include our guy, Steve Jordan. We wanted to give yeah. him... Um, we wanted him to get his inability to get to get with us. So that so, man is sixty six years old. Yeah. So Steve, if you're listening Holy to this, shit. This might have been from a couple years ago, but man, Keith looks. Still. They all look older in this photo than they did in that previous photo, which makes me wonder. Well, if they probably got touched up actually. for that photo op. Is my guess because yeah. this is them on stage. God, they look awful. Here. But they they look about five years older or something. Anyway. Yeah. All right, so once again, it's actually the same order, just with Steve in there. So let's start left to yeah. right. We got Ronald David Wood, Ronald Donald Oof. Wood, excuse me. Looks like a confused old man. He does look like someone put a guitar on him, shoved him out onto stage, and then told him to do a Brian Cranston impression. <laughs> <laughs> His face somehow really reminds me of Brian Cranston. Can't quite I, explain it. I but. definitely see that. Also, his hair is a lot less dyed. It's still too dark, but it's a lot less dyed in this yeah. photo. So. It's like he went, he, instead of going jet black, he went black. Right. Yeah. Um, he does have two different um sequined items on his outfit which is not certainly does that's too many he has a black sequin jacket like suit jacket for some reason over a t-shirt yeah wait no over an unbuttoned purple shirt unbuttoned purple shirt with a chain neck oh boy and then has a sequined rolling stone logo guitar strap which would be cool except that he's in the rolling stones yeah well, Although I can't think of a context in which that would his be cool his wear, actual but. t-shirt looks like one of those like pillows you see at Target that like has the sequins that you can change yes. color on. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's that because there's a weird pattern. Looks on it like or the lion from the Bridges to Babylon album cover, which would be hilarious if he was wearing an old Rolling Stones shirt. That would be so funny. Um, playing but a nice lo- guitar, but um, Firebird. But he's too confused and sad looking for me to ever consider getting with him. So sorry, Ronald. You burn. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. All right. Ooh, we didn't even get to his shoes. So three oh, yeah. th- three sequin things on his top. Uh guitar strap shirt and uh blazer. Shiny red shoes. Yeah, I think like they're like red acrylic. patent leather. Or, yeah. oh, you think it's patent leather? I think it's like I think that's the look they're trying to go for. It's super shiny. It's probably it's so like some sort of very very shiny. But. Oh man, looking at their shoes is really funny. Yeah, because Keith 
or no, yeah, Keith and Mick both have on like black old man walking shoes that are just like really nondescript yeah. black sneakers that you'd put on to do your. Keith is wearing comfy all black Nikes, and oh, no, sorry, Mick is. Mick is wearing Nikes. You can see on the oh, inside yeah, of right. his other you're shoe. Right. And then it looks like Keith is wearing like, un yeah, nondescript like Reeboks or something. Right. All right, so Mick's in the middle singing. He again, oh boy, he just looks scary. He's too old. He's got such a big mouth. Um, his yeah, his mouth. I wonder like as his face has kind of shrunk with age, his mouth has gotten bigger. Um. Hair again looks pretty natural. I don't know if it mm-hmm. actually is, but pretty natural. His haircut's not fantastic, but it's just kind of his haircut at this point, I think. Yeah, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, he's wearing, yeah, like very nondescript black Nikes, black pair of pants, nothing cool. He's got a. I don't. Also like the, shiny. I don't like the jacket at all. Yeah, it's like a satiny mm-hmm. kind of club jacket looking thing that's blue and white striped with red oh, trim. Oh, see, to me that awful. looks like it looks like leather. Like blue leather. Oh, you might be right. Like, actually, the stripes are shiny, like chrome. PJ, I think you're exactly right. Like silver stripes mm-hmm. with red trim. It is the that ugliest jacket I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Because it could just be like something from the '80s he pulled out if it was satiny, mm-hmm. but the leather means yeah. probably that he commissioned it, and it's terrible. It's bad. It... Um, he looks scary and old to me. So no, Mick, it's not. It's not happening, buddy. He looks frightening. Like he really like he's does. trying to. Sc- it looks like he's yelling at a child uh, in the audience for, like, breaking his china dish. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Um, all right. So then we have our new guy, Steve Jordan. Uh, he does have sunglasses on, which kind of gives him an extra point, honestly. He's but the coolest one there. That's uh, okay. Is my... He is wearing a blazer over an unbuttoned but or untucked-in button-up shirt, which is just always a terrible look. I don't know yeah. who talked him into that. or if With several it. chains on, like yeah. necklaces really awful but you know what he has a cool haircut it's actually hard to see from this photo but in other photos where it's like kind of an army crew cut looking thing where it's long just on top and then the rest is shaved and it looks good he's a good he is legitimately a very good looking man he i'm shocked he's 66 i like our guy steve jordan yeah he looks like he could be in his 40s for sure yeah i would have guessed that there's some pictures when i looked him up he looks even like 30s maybe yeah. And maybe they're old pictures given, Let but me, what's his name? This is a 2021. I'm going to send you a 2021 photo where okay. he looks really good and also like the oldest he could possibly be is 45. Yeah, which and is would wild. Have been, what, 64? Holy I, shit. I hope that he looks good. Yeah. I do like his haircut a lot. Yeah, I'm glad his haircut is super cool. Yeah. So, and that's a, a much cool better guy. outfit too with the blazer and the turtleneck. Turtleneck's good. So, Same chains. Like, that's the only yeah. change between. The picture we're looking at in this picture is the turtleneck, and it makes a world of difference. It really does. So, Steve Jordan, you know what? It's I'm I'm gonna spoil it before we even get to the end, but you are absolutely he, hot, and you he's are hot. absolutely invited invited home with me, my man. No matter how old you are. Okay. He's the Rolling Stone eyed bone. Exactly. Um, Rip Charlie, of course. All right, now we get to Keith, our final guy. He is also almost overwhelmingly old looking. <laughs> he has he has the most forehead showing in this photo that I think I've ever seen a human being with. He looks like the cartoon of Calvin when he grew a big head. <laughs> yeah. Because he's wearing like a beanie pulled back on his head, which is actually, I think, a fun look for him. 
It's a better look than the weird headscarf yeah. and the hat. It's it's a way better look, but it just makes his forehead look massive. It does. He is focusing on his guitar also in a way like Ronnie where it looks like he got shoved out on stage and told to look yeah. like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he has a really awful tiger God. print button-up shirt on. I don't know why anyone would make that, let alone wear it. Like this, all of their outfits, except for Steve Jordan, he seems. Even his, his have, is not have, great, but all of their outfits that. are embarrassing. Yeah. Except for Steve Jordan's. Yeah. His is just like not great, but. And these then, three have like yeah, embarrassing. Also, outfits. like we said, nondescript black sneakers and just black jeans. Yeah. And a lot of cool guitar though. Uh yeah, I never loved the Tellys, but. I like a Telecaster. I know you own one, so you better. I own many guitars. Well, I know, but I don't know. The one I know off the top of my head is that you have a Telecaster for sure. Um, I don't know why. That's the one I remember. That's the one I remember. Uh, so definitely not good looking. And in fact, just like Ron, uh, kind of looks like a guy you need to ask if he needs help. If you see him standing yeah. there making that face, you're like, sir, are you, are you okay, sir? So definitely not, not hot. He, he's like somebody you have to help out of the grocery store with right. their groceries because they don't yeah. remember where they parked. Exactly. So, all right, that has been Rolling Stones. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. I want to touch on his gigantic earring in this picture real quick. Oh, please. Oh, yeah, I missed that. It's huge. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the size of a a wedding band. How is that hanging from his ear? Like, how does it not just fall out? (laughs) I wonder if it's one of those permanent pieces of jewelry. It's just going to be there forever, yeah. Well, but in the other one, it's like a much more manageable, like, earring. It's normal-sized. It's just like a a Harrison Ford. Oh, no, it's a big one in that one, too. That's what I'm saying. I bet bet he's got the permanent jewelry thing going on. He went to the mall. Yeah. He stopped at that kiosk and went, wait, really? It's permanent jewelry. It permanently in my ear. Whatever they sound like. All right. That was right. That has been Hot or Not. All right. All right. So let's start talking a little bit about Hackney Diamonds. I keep wanting to say Hackneyed Diamonds because I feel like I usually hear the word Hackney with the ED at the end. But no, it is Hackney Diamonds. I don't even know what this word means, man. Apparently, Hackney Diamonds, I learned this from uh, the Pitchfork review I read, is like British slang for broken glass on the street after someone like smashes a window. <laughs> that rules um, kind of. Yeah. So, and also, uh, we'll, we'll get to it later. The Pitchfork review has a really good burn involving. Oh, you better put some shoes on. You're going to step on all them hackney diamonds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, this album has been, weirdly, a long time coming. Kind of. Um, I mean, they've apparently been recording stuff for a while. Um, and, Yeah. So yeah. they recorded starting in 2020, obviously interrupted by COVID. Duh. Um, and then they went and worked on that song with Neil Young and Eric Clapton, I assume. Um, also, I think people are just over the Eric Clapton thing now. Because my dad, who doesn't care about that sort of Sorry, stuff. Neil course, Young and Eric Clapton? Oh, yeah. What did I Van, Van Morrison. Morrison. Thank you. Neil Young's cool yeah, still. Yeah, Neil Young is cool still. 
Um, although he's he's just out getting booed at his concerts for ranting about global warming and stuff. So yeah, he um, was actually on the opposite side of it, where he was like, "If Joe Rogan's telling people to use fucking horse tranquilizer or whatever, then uh, take me off Spotify." Yeah, exactly. And just like us, where we got up, well, we tried, but our contract was just too too locked in. Too good. Anyway, um, so. Uh, okay, so started working on stuff. Wait, people the are over the Eric Clapton thing. Your oh, dad. Oh right, my dad went to Crossroads and was like listing off artists were there. A lot of like younger artists who I would assume would, I mean maybe I don't know a lot about these people, but just like listing off names, where I'm like, huh, I feel like those are the kind of artists who would have said no like two years ago when that stuff all came out, but now yeah. apparently they're like, yeah, who cares? Let's do Crossroads. I will say. Crossroads sounded really fucking cool. It was in whatever the Staples Center is called now um, in L.A. And they had a crypto arena. Yeah, they had a rotating stage. So there was like constant music because they would turn the stage, play, turn it, set up, play. And like, honestly, that's a cool ass idea. Anyway, to do like an indoor kind of festival thing. And then there are some third stage off to the side where like indie or like a singer songwriter type people would play yeah do you want to know who the top build person of uh eric clapton's crossroad guitar festival 2023 is is it not eric clapton (laughs) it's not eric clapton okay give me a second then okay can you give me one hint is it someone of his um era or someone from a different era Maybe a little bit before him, and we've talked about. Oh, I wow. have mentioned this name a lot on the show. We have not really talked about them. Charlie Musselwhite. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. No, that'd be way cooler. That'd be weird. Uh, I do not. His sister almost married a Beatle. Oh man, this is gonna. I'm gonna sound like an idiot now because I'm not gonna remember this. Boy, I'm actually trying to remember what musician. Uh, just give it to me. I don't Peter know. Asher. He's a musician. <laughs> I thought he was. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Jane was the photographer. I was gonna Jane say, was, I thought photographer. He was a photographer. Yeah. No. Paul's got a thing for photographers. How? There were a lot of famous people there, including like Gary Eric. Clark Jr.'s. Oh, it's alphabetical. I'm stupid. You know what's really funny? Um, speaking of basketball, we can cut this, but or not. Either way, um, it's just very off topic. But we went to a Blazers thing where they do like a preseason kind of thing where you like get to meet the team and they do a little like scrimmage game and stuff and like mm-hmm. just kind of a thing, fun thing. So they were introducing the team and they had little like rosters they handed everybody. And I was like, man, they're doing this in a really weird order. This doesn't make any sense at all. And then Shelby had to go. They're doing it in order of what jersey number they are from lowest to like highest jersey number. It's like, oh, yep, I'm an idiot. <laughs> The only reason I knew that is because I was like, oh, ZZ Top is at the end. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're at the end. Cause it's <laughs> That's hilarious. It's also From, just, I'm totally with you because I would have I would have been the guy who went to Crossroads and ranted about it the entire time I was there and then like gone home and showed it to someone and they would immediately go, you know, it's alphabetical order, idiot. Yeah. Right. And right. just felt like a moron. Yeah. Anyway, so they started recording a little bit, stopped during the pandemic. They started recording a little bit more in 2021, uh, but then before, and this was all before Charlie dies. So Charlie's drumming right. will show up on this album a tiny bit. Okay. Um, and then um, after Charlie died, apparently Keith, because this is how they work. Uh, after Charlie died, Keith was like, that's the impetus to finish this record. Let's do it. So apparently um, 
he or Mick initially recommended that they just choose a date and get the album out by then. Like that was their, you know, their way to actually finish it. The date that they put in Wikipedia was February 2023, so I'm assuming they didn't do that. Although maybe technically they might have finished recording then. I don't. I'm not doing that much research on this album. Um. Anyway, so and then they found a producer, which is this is vaguely interesting. It's a guy named Andrew Watt, um, who has done a lot of new artists, but has also done a lot of. Let's see, how old is he? He's 23 years old. Wait, no, 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 33. My bad. Anyway, so he's worked with a lot of newer artists, but also has worked with older artists as a, you know, guy who can, like, help update their sound kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. most famously, Ozzy Osbourne, Pearl Jam, and Iggy Pop. And so, apparently... It was it was for Post Malone that he... Oh, went. really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's one of his posty. Uh, is he out mm-hmm. of the 27 Club yet? He is, unfortunately. Okay, he was, was definitely wrong. our leading guy, but... Um, yeah. All right. Um, Justin Bieber, you know, lots of people in that kind of Dua Lipa, apparently. Um, so people like that. So apparently, weirdly, Paul McCartney told them to work with him. Don't know why. Um, I know this guy, Post Malone. He's really good. You should get his producer. <laughs> Have you heard Posty? Reminds me of when me and John were in Germany. Oh, okay, that's not an accent. Um, all right. So he produced and helped write a few of the songs um and that's basically the story um they invited a few guest people who we'll get into in a second a few guests to record including bill as we mentioned um i i think yeah officially their first studio work was steve jordan so he gets the tiniest cut of all time maybe um as a band member uh yeah so and then they made a documentary about it too the stones still rolling idiots they could have used that in 1979. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, weirdly, oh, you know what? Damn. I'm actually really proud of them that they didn't name this album Still Rolling. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, true. Honestly, I like the name of the album, and that might be the highest praise it gets. Me too. Um. Oh, and apparently the Hackney thing, sorry, I just, I was reading through my notes again, Hackney's a neighborhood in London with like a high crime rate, so that's where the word hackney I comes figured from. But then that. the diamonds, okay. I don't know. It's yeah. any British slang could mean anything and come from anywhere. That's true. There's no rhyme or After you to told it. me the glass thing, I was like, that must be a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh okay. I'm trying to figure out how it did on the charts because the <laughs> Wikipedia page has not been updated with their chart performance. It's been out five days. I doubt it's charted. Or I doubt oh, the you're right. It current. wouldn't be till the end of the week. Yeah. But isn't there like a debut thing? Well, no. Never mind. Okay. So I could look at the Billboard chart right now, actually. Sure. Look at the Billboard. We could chart. literally see like what it's I, at. Currently. I guess I just thought I read somewhere that it debuted at number one in the UK, but I'm like, I don't. Wouldn't you're right? I think that that would have to be after like the first week of sales. Yeah. And, like, maybe their single, Angry, did, but I don't know. Charts. UK official charts. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon is number eight. Probably because they just did the 50-year anniversary or whatever. Oh. I mean, not just. That was, like, three months ago. But... Right. Wait, this cannot be accurate. 10 20 23 
Is this, I don't know if this is real. Let me go to billboard.com. I'm on billboard.com. Here we go. This is definitely more correct. Drake is number one. Boy, Drake has new music coming out. Totally fell off of it. Oh, Dark Side of the Moon Redux by Roger Waters is four. We'll have to get to that. Or we will get to that at some point, but that sucks that that's selling well. Boy, yeah, 16, or um, AM by Arctic Monkeys that we were talking about earlier is number 16 on the charts. That's crazy. All right, well, it's at least not in the top 20, so who cares? Okay. I think I think we're too early to tell. Yeah, it's I, been out five days. I think you might so. be right. Although it seems like in the digital age, they could just immediately start tracking, but who cares? You would think, yeah. Um, I could see how many plays it has on Spotify. Like that means anything. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So there, so the album came out October twentieth. Uh, their singles were "Angry," uh, which went to number thirty-four on the UK singles chart and thirty-two on the US hot rock and alternative songs chart. Uh, the highest it went th- was number eleven in New Zealand. Oh, and number oh. eleven in Sweden. Look at that. I have a theory as to why it charted at all in the US. Why is that? Was it using a commercial or something? Um, no, they did a video for it, and that girl from that Euphoria show with the big tits is in the video. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who? who? Uh, her name is Sydney Sweeney. That really makes it great that that's how you knew who she was. But From the show Euphoria? Yeah, but that that's the reason you're... That she has, she has enormous breasts. It's the girl wild. With the boobs. Um, look, look her up. You would say the same thing. <laughs> okay. So, and then the second one, the second single was Sweet Sounds of Heaven, uh, which went up to number two <laughs> on the UK singles. Uh, really? I have to assume it's a, yeah, the it's a five minute cut as the single. Uh, Japan, Hot Overseas, Billboard Japan went to number six. Otherwise, it was middling at best, so. Yeah. Shocking they put that one as a single. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I gotta think it's just because it's with the only person under ninety years old on the record, so mm, except yeah, for Steve I guess Jordan. That makes sense. But anyway, right? Okay, so uh, let's see. So some of the the guest artists. Well, we'll start with so Charlie uh, is credited with drums on "Mess It Up" and "Live by the Sword." Um, we'll get to those, or I'll mention it again when we get to those. So those must have been ones, obviously, that they did before he died. Um. <laughs> Nice. PJ's cat is face planting, sleeping into the couch behind him. That's a fantastic <laughs> position for a cat. He's so cute. Uh, let's see. And then Bill Wyman, yeah, back for the first time since Steel Wheels, I believe. Uh, also plays on Live by the Sword, a real group cut there. Um, and then, and speaking of, Elton John is also on the record. He also plays on Live yeah. by the Sword. Uh, and then also apparently plays piano on Get Close, even though he's not. Really? Yeah, they do the dumb thing that. Huh just no one outside of hip-hop needs to ever do this where they put featurings on songs yeah um and i mean maybe they're feeling bad for like you know stealing music and stuff from guys for so long but i doubt it yeah anyway so they put elton john featured on live by the sword but not yeah on get close even though apparently he plays on it so maybe it's only if they sing on it i don't know did he sing on that i didn't work i don't remember hearing his voice no all right, this Lady album's a blur. Lady Gaga uh, sings on "Sweet Sounds of Heaven," and technically, I think 
could maybe be considered a co-writer because supposedly that song was somewhat improvised with her in the studio so anyway oh um paul mccartney plays bass on bite my head off uh and then stevie wonder plays piano and organ on sweet sounds of heaven yeah i was i noticed that him and lady gaga are the ones who it says featuring yeah featuring um, stevie wonder oh for some reason i don't see his name my phone didn't scroll over that it far. cuts it off yeah. a little bit yeah all right so all songs written by keith and mick uh except andrew watts the producer is credited on i think the first three um oh and then obviously not obviously but the last one rolling stone blues is the muddy water it's a cover of the muddy Waters song rolling stone that they took their name from so mm. we'll get to hear them imagining what it would be like to be a good band again at the end yeah <laughs> okay so let's go ahead and get started the the hot single with apparently the girl with the big boobs in the video angry it's a very 1980s video when um okay they would just give like bands like motley Crue, or you know bands like that they'd be like here's a hundred thousand dollars go make a video and then they would just hire a camera crew and like a hot girl in a car yeah um and then pocket the rest nice. uh that's literally what they did it's just like her in um, very scant clothing, and um, she's like in the back of a convertible, and some guy's driving, and she's like dancing around to the song yeah. while they like drive around in LA. Perfect. And then, like, some of the billboards have the Rolling Stones on it, and it's like moving. Wow. I watched the video. Sounds. For research. Not fun. Yes, for research purposes. Um. I don't really know what to say about this song. I want to say that it wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't like an 80-year-old guy singing it, but I don't think it would be. I mean, it just, it's a weird way to start the record of I'm 80 years old and I'm pissed at my girlfriend. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a very, very weird way to start a record. And also, so musically, here's my thing, is it's like, it feels like it's building to like, like a really good chorus and then the chorus is like kind of happy sounding and he's like mm-hmm. I'm angry like it's yeah. in like a major key and it doesn't like sound like it's built to anything so it like doesn't pay off so here's what I will say and it's worse later on but starting on this song his voice is like produced in a weird way where he sounds like Russell Brand singing in Get Him to the Greek to me. <laughs> His voice is like oh. smoothed out and he's doing a little yeah. bit more of a British accent. And it makes three or four songs on this album just sound like they're from Get Him to the Greek to me. Cause they're also pretty generic, like 2000s rock sounding stuff. Yeah, it does sound like that. Well, um, and he can't really like sing sing anymore, which was like right. Russell Brand's thing is that he like had never s- sung before. Yeah. And so he was, like, just doing it in his natural timber. So, yeah, Angry is boring. Yeah. Boring yeah. is a good way to put it. It's generic. It is extremely generic, which... You know what? It's worse than boring. It's mediocre. It is mediocre. There's really nothing happening that is of any interest at all. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get to Get Close.
So yeah, apparently this has Elton John on it somewhere. We gotta listen for those keys. It's, it doesn't help to listen to any of the lyrics, I don't think, because they're all worse than you can imagine them being. And, you know, like, the Stones have never been master lyricists, and we've talked about this a lot, where they aren't, like, sharing, you know, thoughts and feelings in their music, hardly at all. To me, this but, sounds like they were trying to write, like, a like a Exile on Main Street song, but they don't maybe. have any kick-ass slide guitar or any, yeah. like, real good harmonies. It also, again, just kind of sounds like a get into the Greek song. Yeah. <laughs> the chorus especially. It's very, this whole album, weirdly, because it's 2023, sounds a lot like it's like mid-2000s rock. It's It sounds really that, outdated. I mean, that has to be the last time they listen to actual music coming out, right? It's just weird, though, because it's like, it's a, um, like a 30-year-old producer who like works with cool guys or cool artists you know quote unquote and like apparently his deal is to then make them sound like a band from 2010 like that's how i'm gonna make you guys sound good well that's the last time real rock and roll was made in 2009 on the soundtrack for get him to the creek oh yeah thank you you're sharing the video for yeah you'll see what i mean yeah i'll be i'll be angry watching it You've lampooned them. <laughs> I don't yeah, hear sir, any piano on this fucking them. song. It might so. have been a lie. It was Wikipedia who once tried to tell us Ringo Starr was in like ACDC or something. So I yeah. forget what happened there. All right, let's go ahead and get to Depending on You. It's... Is this Elton John? No. Oh. The songs are already starting to blur together to me. So <laughs> only... Depending on You. We're not Which... even a quarter of the way in. <laughs> They go slow uh, immediately, as is the Rolling Stones want. They haven't That's changed thing. in 60 years. They're still doing their old, same old shit. Okay, I'm going to say something that you might think is crazy for the last two songs. Maybe if they had written them in the 70s and been produced and still right. had the chops, maybe. Maybe passable. Not good, though. Like, Yeah. It's this album... I don't think there's really even like a fair way to look at it because you're right like the songs might not be so terrible but it's produced in a way that feels like it's antithetical to anything the rolling stones have ever done first of all like think about black and blue and then this like the most loose we recorded it in our you know bedroom kind of shit ever and then compared to how slick this is and it's then, wild. Yeah. And it just and none of it sounds right at all. No. It doesn't sound like the Rolling like Stones this, in any way. This song, I think the same thing about it. This could yeah. have been a good song. This is the best song on the album. Not to Probably. say any of them are good. Yeah. But this is the best one. And like if they had done this like Little Mick era, right. it would have been really good. Yes. But it's like it is clean. They even have like the slide guitar on there, which right. is like you should have stopped doing that after Little Mick left, but... So I think um, 
here's my take on it. So there's the old adage that like, you know it's a great song if you can basically play it in any configuration, you know, stripped up, stripped down, and it always sounds good, like it always sticks. If yeah. they need the trappings of their like high period in order to make this a good song, it's probably not a very good song. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, I don't okay. like I'm not gonna listen to this. No. This is just like <laughs> I barely got I, through. I it can once. see what they were going through. Yes. Or like trying to do. On the other and hand, it, though, this just sounds like they were like, "Hey, what if we made something like that, and then we're only able to come up with something thirty percent as good?" That, and that's yes, you nailed it. That's kind yeah. of what I was trying to say. Um, and they do that a few. They do that maybe twice on this album, and then again, the rest of it just sounds like weird generic two thousands rock in a way yeah. that is like nothing they've ever written. It's very confusing. Yeah, this is I think the best song on the album because. Some of the harmonies during the like chorus or whatever it is, I think it's a chorus. Yeah, are like fine. Yeah, and he like is actually kind of singing in this one. Yeah. All right. Let's also, go wait. Do you oh, know who yeah. played drums on this one? Uh, Steve Jordan. Okay, I was gonna say if it was Charlie, he gets a compliment. Also, this pissed me off, because did they ever let Charlie count off the songs? And now he dies and they get a new guy in there? He's counting off multiple songs on one album? It's some horse shit, man. Yeah. Charlie's rolling over in his fucking grave. Uh, this song, both in lyrics and sound, is a song off Get Him to the Creek. Like, it yeah. sounds like they wrote a soft parody song for Get Him to the Creek. And it just sounds like Russell Brand. It's. It does. And same with the next one, actually. It's. I'm trying to really listen for the bass for Mecca. Oh yeah, he's playing fuzz bass of all things, which is interesting. Classic Rolling it's, Stones move, actually. It sounds good. Yeah. The bass is good. It is, except, well, we'll get to it. When On they a, give him a solo, yeah. it's lackluster at best. Is it? He just plays the same bass line he's been playing the whole song, which also is a root note bass line. Maybe Which they didn't the best tell him he was playing a solo. Time. Oh, they do. He says, let him hear it, Paul, or something. Well, maybe they did that after. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Um, Just to embarrass the shit out of him. He went in yeah. there and was like... I, I, I should have written that. down when the solo was. I don't think this is a super long song. Yeah, this song fucking blows, dude. It's so... I, I, like again, I, just, I don't even know what they were going for. I don't know. You remember? So when we were doing the Rolling Stones, says they came out with a song that was like this, and it was like oh yeah, it was kind of punky one. like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's like it's like Mick is like faux angry in his old age in a way that just yeah. doesn't make sense because it's like yeah, you have everything and you're not actually mad about anything. Yeah. But he just, for some reason, has thought that that's the way he should go. Is like, I'm going to be kind of screamy. Yeah. It's strange. It's, it's like he got really into the Sex Pistols or something, like, in his old age. Like but doesn't really get it. It should be soon. Turn it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just playing the melody. The vocal line. Yeah, that's it. It's the first part is a little bit better than the second part, but the second part is just straight up root note melody bass line. 
and why would you single that out for inclusion? I really do think this is not like a joke theory that I'm trying to defend Paul McCartney. I really don't think they were like, Paul McCartney, play a solo. Right. I think they, they just, just turned it up and fuzzier yeah. during that part because they were like, well, we got to give him like, we got to make sure people know it was Paul McCartney. It's or, also, you know? yeah, once again, the featuring thing, like in this type of music, just doesn't make any sense because you're like, yeah, okay, Paul played bass on it. Great. Anyone could have played bass on it. Like it Anybody could have played this bass line. This is not a particular particularly McCartney bass line you know nothing about it's it like, like they, he didn't help like, write the song in any way mm-hmm. as far as we know like yeah really it's no like they handed him the notes for it and they were like yeah. can you play this and he right. did a good job I mean it's a fine bass line but anyone could play that bass line yeah <laughs> I could play that bass line I'm not gonna lie okay uh, let's get to whole wide world the most get into the Greek song which it wins the award for most get into the Greek song that wasn't in the movie get into the Greek Immediately, he sounds so much like. He Russell sounds Greek. like Russell Brand. Like, can you pull up a song off "Get Into the Greek" just for yeah. listeners who don't yeah, listen to fake bands' real music? Because which don't. you should go over to I'm uh, really your podcast on this, uh, and it's thing because and, it's uh, really accurate. Let me look up those songs. I don't. You'll probably be um, able to pick a good one. But um, you know, while I'm finding that, if you this guys want to listen to our other podcast it's called um fake bands room music um you should listen to it it's really good we uh review fake bands um with real music maybe going up i'm trying to remember not going up i know the one lust maybe or the clap the clap might be the weird punk one no 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 no, no. i i know which one i'm gonna do like this chorus just doesn't sound like the rolling stones in any way and like I don't want to say that they only have to sound like the Stones, but it doesn't sound like them in a bad way. In a way that, yeah. It's the same. You know what? It's, oh man, it's so much closer than it has any right to be. It's really terrible. This is the one I was thinking of when you said that. You should go to... I feel like we should go to one with a better chorus, though, for the white one. <laughs> Maybe just say yes. I'm trying to remember if how that one goes. I don't remember this one. Well, already it sounds like it's it already like sounds. Diamonds, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is wild. Uncle Charlie, do you think he knew? I'm sure he did. Russell Brand knew that the government was going to give us a disease, so he definitely probably knew that this album was coming out at some point. Also, since we talked about this movie and him being canceled, he's gotten himself double canceled. Wait, oh, I thought you were going to say he got himself uncanceled. (laughs) No, 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 double canceled. What happened? He he, sexual assault, which he wrote about in his book like yeah. years ago, right? And then now people are like, "Oh, he shouldn't have done that." And it's like, "Yo, I yeah. feel like everybody already knew that." Okay, let's get back to the shitty album. Uh, Dreamy Skies is next. And that whole wide world one sounds like it more. Or yeah, it, man, it's terrible. Oh well, what I was gonna say, like. 
they don't need to sound like the Rolling Stones. I don't like when people do that, because obviously you want bands yeah. to experiment. This is not a band experimenting. This is a band with no ideas, is what it sounds like to me. It's a band who knows how to make money. And they know how to record songs, even if they're nothing, and make it sound like something, which is maybe impressive, but not impressive. Um, Dreamy Skies, I'm 100% sure, has been recorded in its entirety by the Rolling Stones at a previous point. This, I, I can't put my finger on it. I looked through their old albums today, but this this is a song I've heard by them. It absolutely is. Like, it sounds like their golden period, but exactly like a song that exists to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Give me a minute. Um, I'd love to take a break from this album. doing that terrible thing where every time they do that chorus it's like almost hurts my brain how close I feel to knowing what song it is yeah and then I just can't put my finger on it it's somewhat similar to coming down again which is like coming down again or something somewhat similar to that but this is what I was thinking it might be, but I don't think it is. I don't think it God, is. This is such it's a good similar. song. It's a great song. Imagine if they tried to make music like this. Now. I don't think they can. Is the problem? Like I, I, I don't think they have it in them. If they actually tried on this album, and this is the closest they could get, yeah. then. No, it's not this one. But um, I'm close, I feel like. You are close. It's um, that era. You know, and here's what I'll say. Like, it's not... Again, it's not a problem that they can't write songs like that. Sometimes you get too old to do stuff. Like, you get arthritis and can't play guitar <laughs> anymore, Keith. Exactly. Like, and sometimes you, you get too old to write full albums worth of good material. And so just don't. Don't do it. But they did. Take a break. All right, let's go ahead and is, get to. It's let's move on to mess it up. This one has Charlie Drummond, by the way. I can tell. Come on. They didn't let him count in there. Yeah. Fucked up. Maybe he couldn't speak. You ever heard him speak? Uh, Charlie. Yeah. No. Um, I gotta say, they actually did the old school Rolling Stones start to this one, where they started with they guitar did. and then Charlie followed in. So. This one to me feels the most like a Rolling Stone song. So far, yeah. Yeah, not I'm the gonna, best song on the album. I'm gonna but. say I don't think I remember what any of them sound like, but after listening to it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it sounds like uh, some girl's Eight. era Rolling Stones. I was gonna say to me. like '80s Rolling Stones, like yeah. late '70s, '80s. Yeah. yeah, yes, it does sound like it could be off Emotional Rescue. And you know what? Yeah, those albums aren't very good, and so this actually fits right. Like this could have been yeah. track eight on one of yeah. those albums. You know, one of yeah. that era albums. So, I guess they still had it in them. <laughs> Question mark. Uh. Who knows what that means? All right, you let's, know? let's go ahead and get to one of the centerpieces, Live by the Sword, uh, the Elton John song, and this is on, one with Charlie and Bill as well. Ooh, the drumming's good on this already. I like that little... They actually wrote a guitar riff for the first time on the album. Barely. Yes, barely. So, here's what I'll say about this song. I weirdly don't hate hate it, but I mean, once again, I think it falls into the trap of like of this album just being produced really horribly, and them also having what sounds like barely any energy to actually play these songs. But I will say, this one, like, Mess It Up sounded like it could have been off an older album. This one, to me, I think if it was on an older album, I could see being a decent song. Mess It Up, I think, would be a shrug no matter what. But this one, I think, yeah. could have been well, decent. I that was my thing I with Depending On You. I think it sucks. Yeah. Right? Like, if right. it, it could have been decent years ago. But then it's like, again, they have no energy to even finish the opening riff. No. If there's a solo, it's probably going to suck. They aren't and playing with their like incredible all-star bands of the 70s right. in the studio. And you said that about them not having energy. And then I remember that picture we just looked at of the <laughs> men playing guitar on stage. And I'm thinking, yeah. did they actually play the guitars on this? Yeah. I'm shocked they can still play like this even. Like this is clear, which is shocking to me. Like you look at videos of... Um, what did I see a video of the other day? Boy, it was just like, just yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck was it? Where I was? <sighs> was it Slash? Maybe. Like I saw a video from like a Guns N' Roses concert, and he like cannot play guitar anymore, that and he's sense. not even that old. I think here's the deal. I think this will actually give us a lot of insight into how this album was made too. Is that I believe it was recorded in four weeks. <laughs> which because i was just thinking about that solo it sounds like all the solos sound like first take best take solos. oh yeah it doesn't sound oh, like yeah. they thought about them or tried to write anything at all it was just like generic blues solo go and they got it but it's not good it's not good um all right let's go ahead and get to driving me too hard and can you drive someone too hard i don't even know how that would work it doesn't make any fucking sense Oh, this is the worst one. <laughs> I forgot about it. This yeah. one's really bad. This is just mid-tempo angry. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like I'm pissed at my girlfriend again, but I gotta slow down to sing about it this time. Sorry, not mid-tempo, but um, <laughs> moderate pace angry. Moderate pacing, yeah. 
Um, Paul was talking about how funny it was that somebody wrote into our show specifically to tell us that we say mid-tempo too much. And I was, or he was like, Was what? that bad and finger? And I did not say this. Is it was that, about bad finger. Yeah. Um, right. And I did not say this. Paul said this. He said, It's funny that there's just some old music nerd who was like, <laughs> These boys use the word yeah. <laughs> mid-tempo too much. Which rules? Yeah. I love our fans. Well, people get angry about this episode because I'm going to use the word it sucks too much. So, I mean, it's hard to come up with a lot better adjectives than, than it yeah. sucks harder than the vacuum. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It's about the level we're working on here, I think. This could suck the chrome off a trailer hitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the worst song. I really Let's hate this Let's go ahead and get one. to Tell Me Straight. <laughs> yeah. This is the Keith song because now apparently since like 1991 or whatever it's required that Keith has a song. It's in his contract. Yeah, Ooh. Somehow sounds worse than Jagger. There have been times. There have you know, been times where he's better than Jagger. Yeah, I, Not right now. I will say like there's a, there's part of me and people remember this from the final Rolling Stones studs episode. Yeah. Um, there's part of me that has a soft spot for the Keith solo songs and even the and one from A Bigger Bang is really good um, this one once again kind of like mess it up or something it sounds like mm-hmm. he was like let me try and write something like the good stuff I used to write and got yeah. you know halfway there and then that's all he got it's not terrible yeah. it's also just kind of like I mean maybe I'm underselling these guys but like are they are they in relationships like this where he's like writing a song about no. having a breakup conversation imagine having a breakup conversation with someone when you're 80 years old <laughs> god it'd be so exhausting like at I that just... point you're almost committed to staying with someone till you die or you're not with anyone anymore I mean like, you've seen old people who are married they don't love each other anymore right you're are, just done. do they have the effort to go through a divorce absolutely no. not Alright, this song is what it is. Let's go ahead and get to Sweet Sounds of Heaven, the as the second to last song, the album centerpiece, I wanna say. It's the song all the reviews I read talked about the most for sure. So He's been married since nineteen eighty three to the same woman. There you go, Keith. What are you writing about, buddy? Alright, so this is featuring Stevie Wonder and Lady Gaga. Uh, this is a long one. We might have to skip around a tab. Because I don't have anything more to say about this album. So. <laughs> well, we've got the Rolling Stone review. Oh, I forgot to do that. You're right. I forgot to do that before we started. It'll be no. That's okay. It'll actually it'll be, good be to funnier end to do afterwards. Yeah. Because that's well, what I was thinking. See. That's why I thought you were holding out. Let's see. And Mick Jagger's also married since 2014. Like I knew he, you know, was with. Yeah. Anyway. He's been with lots of ladies. Right. Exactly. Amen. That that's hearsay. Yeah. Supposedly. Ooh, you want to guess how old his wife is? And they married in oh. um, nine years ago? 29? No. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> 33. 36. Ooh, scary. Jesus She's got the she same name as my 20s. brother. Melanie. Just imagine. Yeah. Just imagine. That's a... Like, is she attracted to him, actually? That's my question. Age difference. Yeah, do they have sex? And how does that work? I mean... I, I don't want to accuse this woman of being a gold digger, but how do you look <laughs> at Mick Jagger and be like, oh, he's still sexy? No, he's right. not. Maybe people are into that. I don't know. People must be. Uh, like, that. 
Paul McCartney got married to like a reasonably aged woman who's right. like in her 60s. Yeah. Like good for him. Right. Let's maybe skip a little bit until whenever Lady Gaga comes in. Again, I didn't write this down, but I could have. Here we go. I've heard her do like jazz vocals with Tony Randall and her pop yeah, vocals. I've never heard her try and do like an Aretha Franklin. Like Aretha, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Strange. It's weird. So at some point here, how far into the song? We're three minutes and twenty-six seconds into the song. Okay. Maybe go to like four and a half. trying to find because I know the song evolves you know a little bit so I'm just trying to get us to this I believe you picked the exact right time I don't mind this section honestly no it's competently done so I think we're getting into the part now where it's kind of improvised where like they kind of at this point I think they're off script of what they told her to do and her and Mick are just kind of going going for it. This part now. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say before that that was the best part of the album. Yeah, I think it's a classic. Uh, I think it's a classic. Can't you hear me knocking? Uh, style recording session where everyone else stopped and then she just kept going and they were like, oh shit, I guess we're gonna keep going. Uh, but instead of making, you know, one of the best outros to a song of all time, they do this. Yeah. I will say... One of the best outros to this album of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie sounds good. Well, sure. Why not, I guess. And then Mick, like, oh, what? I don't, I've never really done this, but sure, I'll try and vamp off you. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally out of my familiarity, but. He can go high still. It's surprising. You know, I feel like she had a grasp on it at first, and then now. Yeah. But it's one of those things where like they finish and then they aren't like, let's do a second take of the improvised yes. part. They can't do that. Like, you're right. right. That it, yeah, you know what they should have done? They shouldn't have released this album. They shouldn't just release this as a one-off single. Everyone would have been like, pretty good. And then moved yeah. on. And then it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're done. Yeah. But they wouldn't but have been able to sell a bunch they of They really needed to put out angry. Records. <laughs> So everybody knows how angry Mick is. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little British boy and I'm angry. You know, yeah. You know what's really funny too is that like I'm gonna guess I don't know this. This is putting a lot on two people I don't know anything about. But it would just it's really funny to imagine his 36 year old wife being like, Mick, are you writing these songs about me? Is everything okay? And he'd be like, <laughs> No, no, darling. These are about my girlfriend from 1976. I was just thinking about her the other day and how angry I was. 
And then, like, she closes the door, and he's like, fucking doing, not doing the dishes, ass. You know, like, <laughs> he actually is all pissed off. I swear, this one's about Coley Sawyer. 50-year-old younger yeah. wife. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Go to funny. Rolling Stone Blues. I forgot there was one more song. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I will say, every review I read hilariously called out the fact that it's like, and then weirdly, this song's tacked on the end. <laughs> like, feels like it should have should have opened with it, if anything. Uh, this sounds like a middle thing to me, like a palate cleanser, but. I mean, if they did A side, B side, right. top of the B side. Exactly. I hate the facts. It's mm-hmm. bullshit is the only way to say it. I think the dumb voice effects, like he's actually in the thirties. The, there's not a bass, but somebody's playing a bass part on a guitar sometimes. Right. And it's really way too fuzzy and like, yeah. Yeah, it's weird because it's an acoustic guitar, but when he plays the like the uh, the lower notes, it sounds all fuzzed out, kind of electricy. Oh, I'm sure he's playing one with a pickup in it. Still though, it's just it's yeah. kind of a weird sound going on. I actually don't mind the guitar tone. I didn't love the fuzz. Yeah. There we go. Keep, Mick is playing that one harmonica yes. song he knows. Um, all right. Well, that's something. PJ, what are your thoughts on the album Hackney Diamonds? Well, no, let's get to the Rolling Stone review first, actually. Yeah, let's do the Rolling Stone review. Uh, I do not think that we have a song for this. For we didn't Rolling do Rolling Stone, Stone review when we were so listening to the Rolling Stones. Yeah. We'll just make it Rolling Stone Blues. There we go. All right. This is a really long review, so I'm going to skip around a little bit. Okay. But I'll start at the beginning. Not counting. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Who is this written by? David Brown. Sounds familiar, but I might just be thinking of David Frick. You're uh, thinking of Mark Brown, who wrote Arthur. Yeah. What's the last album review he did? A box set of Joni Mitchell. <laughs> is there a new album uh, he does not have very many album reviews in his recent stuff just a lot of random Re- okay Rhiannon Giddens doesn't oh, want to yeah. be a folk singer anymore and we're here for it okay all right she wasn't a very good folk singer it's, 20, it's 2023 and the Rolling Stones have made a record you'll want to play more than once. Seriously. Not counting their blues covers record from 2016, the last time the Rolling Stones bequeathed us with an album of fresh material was during George W. Bush's presidency. That record, 2006's A Bigger Bang, was feisty but not especially memorable. And in the nearly two decades since, maybe even the Stones started to wonder if we needed another record by them. Rightfully so. Um, if they were going to, this is just an incredible line. If they're going to drag themselves and us through the process again, and after a, such a long gap, they also must have known they'd have to make it worth everyone's while. Shockingly, they have. Wow. This is what one could only call a rave review. <laughs> a collection of old school bangers that nobody in their right mind had a right to expect in nope. 2023. Nope. Hackney Diamonds isn't just another new Stones album, but a vibrant and yeah, cohesive record. The first Stones album in ages you want to crank up more than once. Wild. Yeah. So this guy's a Rolling Stones fan. Apparently. I was going to say, this to me is like that ACDC album that came out in like when we were in middle school, like 2007 or something, that everybody was like, it's so good. 
and I was like, actually, it's awful. Yeah. Um, but like only fans of that band really enjoyed it. Let's see. Keith, this is a weird dig that I can't actually figure out. Keith Richard and Ron Wood's guitars are crisp and uncluttered. Okay. With most of the slovenly strumming of the past banished. I don't know what he's exactly trying to like. Maybe. Come, I don't know. Were they known Maybe for, he's quote, picking unquote, up on what we didn't like. Strumming? I don't think so. Because like, they did I go a few albums without like, doing any solos. Yeah. But, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Mick Jagger sounds snappish, peeved, needy, or insouciant, with lyrics and a more pronounced British accent to match. Which is weird <laughs> that he's like up in the yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he hasn't sounded this engaged with songs since the heyday of the cassette. Uh, let's see. This guy's a pretentious writer too. Uh, yes. Uh, when all of these elements come together, a fountain of musical youth miraculously emerges. Are you fucking uh, kidding? Toward the end of Live by the Sword, Jagger snarls as guitars tear it up around him and you'd hardly think it was the 21st century. With Watt burnishing their sound just enough, uh, songs that easily could have been rope feel revitalized. Um, let's see. This review makes me want to kill myself. Oh my god, I thought it was long, but it's... I've read it. I read the whole thing earlier. I forgot. It is really long. Uh, I'm going to start cherry picking a lot more than I have. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, they love Sweet Sounds of Heaven. It's ambitious. Uh, yeah. And then he says even Richards rouses himself, which, yes, from his slumber, he's on the rest of the album. But also, I don't remember him doing anything on that song. We just listened to it. So. Uh, they love Tell Me Straight. Um <laughs> Sorry, I'm really just trying to find any interesting stuff. This guy loved it, which is shocking. He does really, he really loves it. He's just talking about each song and why it's so great. Sometimes I miss the 70s and 80s Rolling Stone where they're like, oh, this sucked bad, and they should apologize to me for it. Yeah. It does, I mean, I don't read them at all anymore, because who does? I don't don't know who would read Rolling Stone Just read Pitchfork like a normal person. But, um... It does kind of feel like, from the little bit that I see of modern them, it kind of feels like they only review stuff that they like, which is fine. I mean, there's a ton of music, and I don't necessarily blame them for doing that, but it is it does make it a little bit pointless to read a review. If you're just yeah. like, oh yeah, I think they're only writing this because I think it's good. Anyway. Um, no, I don't think there's a lot. Thanks for wasting our time, Mark Jones or whatever your name was. Um, Mark Brown. Yeah, I mean he's just again he's just going song through song saying this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. So um, hmm. he he does bring up because he he writes some lyrics out in the review. A good thing that I forgot to mention is that Mick swears a lot on this record, and I don't remember I even in a bigger bang. I don't remember him swearing that much, no, no. but he uses the effort. But now a lot. he's angry. He says like bitch a lot, which they probably did in the 70s but still like he does like angry swear a lot in in a weird way again I mean, where it's he like he did have why the is... song starfucker which says well true but it is weird where it's like again why is at 80 why are you yeah. like i'm the angry guy now it's very strange oh i'm angry go fuck yourself man. okay i will read a single line from the pitchfork review which i thought was a lot closer to my opinion four and a half out of ten which actually <laughs> feels high especially mm. reading the review they're a lot harder on it than four and a half but anyway yeah. Um, here we go. The final line. Just like the image of its title, Hackney Diamonds isn't at all full of rare gems. 
It is, instead, the mess made in the attempt to get easy money from someone else. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretentious it. writing that is worth it because it's, yeah. it's solid. Anyway. Mean pretentious writing rules. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, PJ, what did you think of Hackney Diamonds? We know we love the name. The name's good. Yeah. Um, you know, there was not... There was some passable songs on this. Yeah. And passable's generous. I think that is generous, but I also would say I agree. Like, there's there's maybe yeah. three songs that I wouldn't immediately turn off if someone else put them on <laughs> and insisted on playing them. Yeah. The rest of the songs, if someone else put them on and insisted on playing them, I would still just, I'd leave the room or something. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to be there. Um... Now I'm wavering between a one and a two. Yeah, because we don't do zeros, and we don't do I, zeros. this is one of the more zero records I think we've ever done, to be honest. Aside from Blue yeah. and Lonesome, for me personally, I just know they have. I think they've made worse albums than this. Uh, well, let me. You know what? Let me pull up the Rolling Stone studs and see what their other ones are. I'm no, actually, I'm like I don't even think Black and Blue is a one because it had like one decent song on it, if I remember correctly. I really hope in our best of I put it. Okay, bottom of the bin, Dirty Work, we both ranked a 1 out of 10, and then Ooh. we gave a lot of 2 out of 10s. Dirty Work was worse than this. I don't know if I agree. I think it was. So, I think God, they might be one and a half bad. sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going 1. I think in a different way this is equally bad. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'll go 1 out of 10. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, because before it's a cash grab. they were, it's a cash grab. It's button. actually the same thing as Dirty Work in the mid '80s. Yep. They were touring a lot, but still needed money and needed the new album. They needed, and needed something to, to tour like, off Stay of. in the cycle. Yeah. So they made a shitty album that was totally uninspired with no decent songs on it. Yep. Uh, and you know, kick the can down the road to like write a decent one later. This time they're, this time it's so much less necessary, which makes it yeah. less forgivable to some degree like n- n- there was no reason for this to exist except that they just thought it should for some reason they don't yeah. they truly don't need the money anymore and if they do they have the worst accountants of all time <laughs> i don't at know at this point in their career they're like "Ooh, we could really use this juice <laughs> they're multi-millionaires like it makes yeah. no sense to me that they'd be like i mean is it so that more people go to their fucking right. concerts or like, yeah, are, they is it, that, they, yeah. are they actually playing these songs at their shows? I doubt it. Like maybe yeah. angry, yeah. maybe. Oh, there was a funny, this is so off topic, but there was also a really funny line in the pitchfork review that was like Keith Richards and Mick Jagger might realistically be the first human beings to live forever. <laughs> But for <laughs> but for now they're close to death or something. It was really funny. I'm like, yeah, actually, I could see that. If in like the next twenty years that technology becomes possible, absolutely somehow I feel like they would be like the first people. And then we're yeah. like a hundred years old and they're just still touring. We're like, fucking yeah. these guys, they will never stop touring. <laughs> they wrote Hackney Diamonds Part Two? Are you <laughs> yeah. Featuring Lady Gaga's granddaughter? Yeah. What? Rehackney Diamonds. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm very glad we got together to do this. Um, partially because it's just fun to talk about the Stones again, uh, and also yeah. partially because it's it's such it's such a piece of shit album. I just really can't believe it exists at all. It's not good. Um, um, and I feel like we gotta be you know the voice of reason out there. Crazy that Pitchfork gave it a bad review, but still give it four and a half out of ten. 
Because that I means mean, yeah, they like ha- half the songs. Weird. What the fuck? Well, and then insane that that guy from Rolling Stone wrote yes. such a glowing review. That's that is, I that absolutely has to be a, a paid review, right? Or he's like personally friends with someone involved with the Rolling Stones in a way yeah. where they they made sure that they got a good review. Because is is Yon Winter still involved with Rolling Stone, or is he out for like a <laughs> long time? Uh, I actually don't really know. I get him back in there. I'm gonna say I'm gonna guess that he's probably on some like board of directors, but isn't day to day involved mm. anymore. That's yeah, gonna get be, him back in there. They need to start trashing everybody except for one band that they're friends with. Again. Well, I was gonna say I think the Stones were somewhat partial. Like I think they were somewhat in the in club. Yeah, in the 70s, but they, if I not anymore. Correctly. I don't want them on there anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is kind of funny because it did read like an old school Rolling Stone review of like, yeah, someone elbowed somebody and gave someone a bag of cocaine. And now this glowing review is out for a shit yeah, album. So, wild to me. Yeah. Wild. Um, all right. Well, that has been the Rolling Stone studs. Let's you know what? Fingers crossed for the last time. Uh, <laughs> I again, I, I doubt it. I though. kind of can't imagine they're going to come out with another record. I mean, look, I feel like it was even 2005 if we doing the podcast to 2016 then... or 2006 to 2016 to 2023. I think it's 2030 before something shows up. Uh, well, and I think we got to review it, even if we've canceled the podcast <laughs> by then. Sure. We'll just text each other our reviews and you can post it on whatever Twitter is then. It'll be Twitter again. It'll come back around. Pro- it'll honestly, be probably they'll do retro. It'll be like retro now to make it Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we promise, but not really, to get back to Pink Floyd very soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it eventually. We'll, we'll get there when we fucking get there, guys. Yeah. Leave it alone. Exactly. All right. Uh, oh fuck! What did we say? I'll oh, roll you. You said something about that. I'll see you on the other side of that stone or something. And then I think I said something about it's all over now, but maybe not. Uh, that would have been good. Hopefully, it's did. all over now. All of the stone. Just hopefully, it's over. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> They're to the point. Okay, here's a great final question for you. Between Keith and Mick, I think if Keith dies. Mick still tours. I think if Mick dies, Keith only tours as absolutely. a side band. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think Mick I think has, right. I think Mick absolutely is like, just hire a new guy. What are you talking about? We can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand okay. percent. All right. Yeah. See you next time, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you on the other side of that stone. A Beach Boys Boys production. This break is going to be funny because it'll be like, we're back with Pink Floyd, and then a Rolling Stones episode immediately after. Back with Rolling Stones, yeah. Which, like, pleases me. I'm sure other people will be like, what the fuck is this? But I'm very happy about it. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, you ready? Yeah. Bye.
Welcome to the Rolling Stones Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British invasion, hosted by your own bad boys. I think we did it too early. Oh, really? Okay, okay. I think the intro goes longer.